1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's me, full of regret. I've been bad lately. I know I've been bad. We have a great episode today to make up for it. The wonderful Mark Hayes, Irish comic living in L.A., and I only became aware of him recently through Chris Stefano's Instagram, and I was quite, quite surprised to find that there was a Cork comic Uh, living in the states that i wasn't aware of so this was a uh, getting to know mark and uh, it's a fun chat chat about well first of all we uh he like just woke up even though it was 12 o'clock so he slowly uh rises to the occasion and uh i cut it out actually but we had a very boring conversation about me being an early riser and him being a late riser but uh the uh, throughout the chat, we get uh, funnier and funnier, chatting about living in L.A., being an Irishman in America, comparing his fish out of water experience to my fish out of water experience, talking about some books that he's written, uh, celebrity interactions that he's had, and uh, all in all, just a very funny chat. He's a kind of quintessential Cork guy. He's got like a natural Cork cynicism. And uh, so I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to know him. And uh, it's just funny. It's a funny chat. So that's coming up. Just a few announcements. You know, I just so that I'm not like letting people down. I'm going to take a break on the podcast until September. Uh, just because I'm a bit all over the place at the moment. Uh, getting back on the road. Getting back to when stand up. So let's just, let's we'll just take a break till September. It's only six weeks and uh, I'll be back all uh, ready to go and organized in September. We'll have a good, we'll have a good autumn winter run um, and uh, nothing else really uh, to announce. Um, do hit me up on Instagram uh oh actually i'm i'm twenty six years sober today twenty six years clean and sober no drugs no alcohol other than caffeine and you know morphine when I had my testicle removed uh and and that's it but uh so that's good actually in the same location that I had my last drink in this house here in West Hampton. so that's positive so i'm gonna uh continue getting my 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 stand up life Back in uh, back in action. We'll see you in September. But enjoy this episode. Me and Mark Hayes, I'll be back at the end of the episode to say goodbye. But uh so anyway, Mark, let, let me let me introduce you to the let me introduce you to my listeners. Because honestly, this listenership is mostly Irish, by the way. So you're kind of going you're kind of stepping oh, back yeah. into you're stepping back into Irish mode here. But I was fascinated when I'm looking at Chris DeStefano's story and suddenly He's making a joke about some comedian from Cork. And I'm like, how the fuck is there an American-based comic from Cork that I don't know? I felt like I felt like something was wrong in the universe.
0: Oh yeah. I'm very incons I'm either inconspicuous or bad at promoting.
1: Well, you know, usually honestly, I mean it's not about being bad at promoting. It is like almost like another world over there. You get very lost in the whole LA thing, right? But like yeah. I usually I feel like whatever about an Irish comic, there's plenty of Irish, there's a few Irish comics in New York I've slowly become aware of, but like a Cork guy? I just felt like this. <laughs> I, I I I I was I felt terrible that I I I wasn't aware <laughs> of it. And then I then I started to resent you. I was like, how the fuck is this guy not reached out to me? You know, this there's there's very few people that care about cork in this business. How the fuck has this guy stayed incognito for me?
0: <laughs> Maybe I have. Let me. Just, I should have checked the DMs to see if I unsent anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so anyway, tell me about it because you're you're, you're an LA based comic. It's like I I really I, I I couldn't even guess the journey.
0: Oh yeah. So like I was doing UCC obviously because I didn't know what to do. I was good oh, at so, school, so I was,
1: oh you went to UCC. Oh cool.
0: Yeah, I did. Like I did a commerce and German degree, and then. I didn't know what to do, so I just did a masters in e business. And then I didn't know, yeah, on UCC. And then randomly, like um, the Irish. This is this sounds fucking random as fuck, but like the Irish Navy bought a lot of naval guns off the German Navy, right? And they were so old that all the manuals were in German, so they needed someone to translate them into English. And I was fluent in German at the time. And uh, the guy at the Navy who was in like looking for someone, he was my aunt's friend. And My aunt was like, oh, my nephew speaks German. He can translate it for you. So the money was unreal because it was like a government contract. This is Irish government, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started doing that and then it was so tedious. I just like outsourced it to other people so while i was outsourcing that i was just writing scripts i was watching seinfeld and carb too much so i was writing scripts and i got like some meeting with rte i think and they're like who are you and i'm like oh, i'm translating german gun documents and they were like ah oh, fuck off i was like i'll show you so then i just moved to la to do stand up and write right so you i mean there's never
1: a more cork story than how did you end up in la well It all came from me having a chip on my
0: shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. (laughs) I moved to fucking fucking LA
1: out of spite. I'll show them fucking Dublin cunts now.
0: (laughs) I I still remember the name of the dude who was like, who are you? What was his name? Eddie.
1: Oh, yeah, forget it. So how many, that was like a (laughs) decade ago, no?
0: Yeah, it was wild. So I've, I've been here like maybe 10, 11 years now.
1: Oh, right. That's great. So- but you but at that stage like you' you're not like you're just a you finished college where are you from in Cork by the way uh down. all right cool Yeah, because you, you know I'm a UCC graduate too right so this is doubly annoying now oh yeah yeah when, when did you graduate ninety eight i bro'm a little old, I'm a little older than you
0: oh yeah yeah that was a great spot oh yeah listen I was there in the Henry's days bro
1: well, you know, I, I won't oh really
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just- Right.
1: <laughs> you used to sneak in. How old are you?
0: 30. I, I you know, it's funny. I lie about my age here because people go mental. I lie about my age. I tell people I'm 22, they're like, wow, you've done so much. And then <laughs> when they ask me, they ask me too here, they're like, how long are you here? If I tell them 11 years, they get, they feel let down. They oh, you they
1: want you to be like off the boat,
0: right off the boat because then they're like, we can help you. where if i tell them the truth they're like what the fuck have you been doing they get it's such a weird like i had a dude from hbo one time he was like how long are you here and i was like "Ah, i just got here he was like okay here let's have a meeting i'm gonna help you out and then i was like i stupid was like nah i've been here like 10 years and he's like all right so yeah give me back my card
1: yeah like somehow it's like well if you've been here that
0: long surely enough people have figured out that you're
1: fucking worthless to me so i'm not going to waste my time
0: (laughs) (laughs) or else i tell him like do you know what i have to say in here it's 10 years become an overnight success
1: yeah oh in la yeah
0: when i arrived i was like all right i'll be in the pub for 10 years so give me a call (laughs) 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 when it's my turn to go i'll be
1: ready. so uh yeah, but the, the, the funny thing is that they're, they're so upset. Like, do they, they, do they put you under pressure to, like, have more of, like, an origin story because you're, like, an Irish guy? Because I, I found that when, when I came back here, sometimes, like, not, 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 not recently, but just, like, any time I came back for any period of time, did a comedy festival and something, they're always, like, they're desperate for, like, you've got a great story. You're from here. You went to Ireland. It's like, yeah, but that story's, like, that's the story. There's no, like... There's nothing extra for me to add. In Ireland, I'm interesting to those people. I got like a, a unique point of view. But over here, at the end of the day, I'm just a, a teenager that went to Ireland. And now I'm back here doing stand-up. I don't I don't have like a story to sell you,
0: you know? They, 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 they love the idea of it. And then when you tell them it, they're like, oh, no, no, that's not the idea. They wish you would like paddled over here on the raft. That, <laughs> that would make – I didn't meet him before with a dude and he was like, he owns a, a comedy club here, and he was telling me how much he loves me. He's never seen me do comedy. I know that for a fact. At the time of the meeting, he'd never seen me. He goes, I love your comedy. I wrote, I wrote, wrote books, too. He's like, I love your books. I read all your books. I knew he was lying to me. And he was like, Mark from Ireland. He's like, you're the next star. And he's like, I'm going to put you in sitcoms. And then, he was, and then halfway through the meeting, he starts going on about some guy, Paul. All right? And he's like, you know, Scottish people are really big. Paul from Scotland, this stuff. And I realized, I was like, oh, he thinks he's ever forgetting my name and where I'm from during the meeting. <laughs> so during the meeting, he's gone from Mark from Ireland. You're, you're like the one to Paul from Scotland. But I was like, okay. And he goes, how does that sound to you, Paul? And I was like, ah, that sounds superb. It's <laughs> <laughs> for pitching us. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's a I- weird place. They want to be like, you've no you've no money, you've no shoes, do you? I remember he said that to me in the meeting. I was like, I'm wearing shoes. And he but he wanted me to be like, oh yeah, I, I'm ba- I'm basically homeless.
1: Yeah, I and mean they they, they 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 and they have obviously even though most of my life in Ireland I fought against stereotypes about Americans' views of Ireland, which sometimes can they be exaggerated in Ireland. But on the flip side over here, it's hard not to notice that they have some fantasy. Even the most educated people still have a little bit of a sort of a a blurry eyed love for Ireland that doesn't match up with the country that it is.
0: Yeah, it's it, it is it's it's reversed because you think certain stuff about Americans, they're like, oh, shut up. But then Americans will think certain stuff about Irish people. You're like, oh, shut up.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes it can be it can be a little tedious, especially you know like. In in the business, you just want to be taken seriously as somebody, like, with ideas, you know? You, oh, yeah. You, you, you don't they, want
0: to... They, and they gave me a night here called, like, Irish, the Luck of the Irish. <clears throat> and I was like, can we just call it something normal so it's not everything has to be Irish? Like, uh, it was actually, I met Dylan Moore here, and I told him, he goes, oh, yeah, that's a ghetto show. <laughs> <laughs> I got him to change the name because I was like, I mean, like Irish, obviously they love it here, but it's also like, Oh, can you sing a tour Lura song? Something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of that.
1: There's a lot of that. And from surprising quarters too. Sometimes I'm like, really, you know, you just see, Oh, Oh, I'll give an example. Right. And I love Stephen Colbert. Okay. Like absolutely love Stephen Colbert, but you know, Killian Murphy's my buddy from college. It's not like a, it's not a, It's not an industry connection. We go, we go back to UCC and the drama society. So when he was on the Stephen Colbert show, he asked me to just come down. He doesn't like that, you know, like he doesn't love all the publicity and stuff. So he just wants like somebody to hang out with. And uh, God, Stephen Colbert was like so Irish twe with Killian in in the interview. I mean, Killian wasn't disappointed, but I was disappointed in in Stephen Colbert because I just kind of felt like. Come on, this is, Killian's got so much to say about everything. What are you hitting him up with the kind of like, I can't remember the exact like things that Stephen Colbert was saying, but I was just kind of surprised. It was like, you know, drinking and, you know, like, you know, connecting himself to Ireland in ways that just like were beneath his intellect,
0: you know? How many potatoes a day would you have? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's shit. Killian
1: Murphy, man. Like, you know, it's not even like Chris O'Dowd. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Chris O'Dowd. I, I actually, you know, me and Chris O'Dowd used to sell pizzas together, and when we both had no money. But the thing is that Chris O'Dowd is like probably more inclined to like have the crack with that. But like, you got Killian Murphy on, it's like a serious actor. Like, don't be hitting him with the fucking. The boozy diddly idol stuff, you know. So it was a little dis- yeah, it was a little yeah. disappointing. Now it didn't it didn't lower my opinion of Stephen Colbert, but it is amazing how Ireland can even take one of the one of the most intellectual interviewers ever and turn them into a fucking sputtering mess.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I used to live with a, do you know, Rob Sheehan? He's like the Irish actor. Sure, sure. Yeah, so we were living together for a year, and he'd say the same. He's like, stay away from the fucking fiddly diddly. <laughs> he used to get like very annoyed by us. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So it's like that's why anytime I have an intro here in a stand-up show, I'll just be like, just tell them I'm from Ireland. They're the only credits I want. Because otherwise I have to almost explain for three minutes up top. This is my real voice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of the credits thing here anyway.
0: Oh, so I do a show here and it like I was like well, who are these credits for no one cares they don't look. <laughs> they either just be laugh or they don't so I do a show and like I just started saying oh this is one of my best friends from Maryland I've known this guy since I've been about three years old knee heights with Doc he was the local fiddler on the roof Bill Burr <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, only yeah, had- well, we used to
1: do we used to do more of that in Ireland anyway, like having a bit of fun at the intro. But that was also because like nobody expected to do credit. There's no there's no credit expectation. It's just like a like a, yeah. like a cultural difference. I've actually had the opposite experience, which is, you know, I I I would sometimes some guys would give an intro like how oh, he's actually from New York, but he moved to Ireland, and then some guys would just say like. Uh, all the way from Ireland, Des Bishop. And then I would like get up there with my Queen's accent and I'd have to like explain myself, which sometimes was funny because I would just do my joke that I've done 10,000 times about moving to Ireland. But then other times it's just like afterwards people would come up and be like, oh, I thought you were Irish, but you're like from New York. And I'm like, yeah, well, listen, I've been dealing with that confusion my whole life. (laughs) You know, I would have preferred you not to be confused and just listen to my jokes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, That's the annoying thing, isn't it? The confusion and then they're kind of like, should we laugh? Is this a bit? Like, I've done 40 minutes at one place in Palm Springs. And after 40 minutes, the girl was like, so, like, what's your real accent? I liked what <laughs> you were doing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You were just confused the whole time. She was looking well, at me like a puppy.
1: Well, you know, it's funny, because like, the cork accent, like, I remember when I first moved to Ireland, was boarding school in Wexford, but there was this kid from Middleton. It was a year ahead of me. But I didn't know Irish accents yet but i knew that there was something fucking different about his voice and that's i yeah but i was like i said to somebody i was like it's different it's like high or he's singing or something and they were like yeah that's a cork accent and i was like wow and like my grandma's from west cork like i grew up around a west cork accent but you know his like middleton accent i was like there's something different and the funny thing is that all these years later my fiance now Hannah, I can't remember who we were listening to. Like, I I think, you know what it was? I was talking to my buddy Bob on the phone, uh, like on a FaceTime. And she was like, that's an Irish accent too, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, it's different. (laughs) (laughs) like, Like, she's starting to hear the difference. But what I think is because the Cork accent is so distinct, I feel like some Americans are probably listening to you going, this is unique. They're probably hearing. The Cork, as well as the Irish, they're hearing the Cork, and they're probably thinking that you're like you're joking around because no accent could be that magical.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. All right, my buddy was saying the other day. He goes, "You don't sound like the Irish people I know. Everything is, it's mumble, 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 and then an upsland at the end." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, I heard something about a toaster in there." <laughs> he's like. <laughs> Plus, i'll mumble and i'll be lazy if i'm around people i know or like like or like someone who understands me i will not try like americans like i just stop enunciating and i'm like oh they're gonna get me get yeah home.
1: but i gotta think that you've had issues with your accent because I, I like i mean even katie boyle you know i used to do a podcast with her and she has she had to slow down she had to like clear up her stuff because people couldn't understand her
0: yeah, I, I I just started calling it out, which is more fun. Instead of like waiting for them to catch on, I'll just be like, "All right, this section of the crowd is slow. Here is what I said. I'll just keep repeating myself." But you it have a so you,
1: you have like a you have like a calmness to your voice It probably helps people understand. I would think.
0: Oh yeah, they're like. Plus, I'd be hungover a lot, and people were like, Well, wow, you're so calm. And I'm like, I, I wish you weren't talking to me. I'm <laughs> 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 just unable to speak for a minute. Wait till the sun goes down. <laughs>
1: You and I live very different. You and I live very different lives. Different sides of the country, different, uh, <laughs> d- different energies. I'm like when you're coming to life. I'm like done. I'm fucking powering down. But I, I'm re- I'm like when, when you're going to bed. I'm like ready to go here. In your- oh yeah,
0: that's how we here. Like they, they they love going fucking because I'm Irish. They love like oh let's get a drink after the show and stuff. I never drank whiskey before I came here. Now they're just like, I'm a connoisseur because people want, they're like, oh, I'd love to drink a whiskey with an Irishman. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's a, I could drop a good name. Uh, you know, like S- Sylvester Stallone had his like 75th at my show the other night. No way. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. Like, he just arm around me and he's like, are we having a drink later, Irishman? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is unreal. Who was talking told- Pardon? Who's daughter? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was slightly smaller. I like he brought it, there was about 20 of them there. I'm friends with his daughters. They're unreal. Um, and yeah, they all came. And like, by the end, I was like, oh shit, I should do a joke for him just to make him feel special. And I came up with the worst joke ever. And I, but it was like the last... So, you know, you don't end on a fucking new joke, especially if the room was unreal. And then I just kind of shoehorned it into like, oh, if I'm on a date with a girl, she's like, Oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. And I'll i be like, I'll try and come up with the worst joke ever. So it's like, how do you know Sylvester Stallone is drunk? He gets a bit rocky. And say, oh, that's not bad,
1: that's not that bad.
0: But the minute I said it, I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't walk out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure a guy like that probably just, like, appreciated the effort
0: you made. Oh, yeah. He said he was loving it. His wife was loving it. Yeah, they were all fucking loving it. They stayed till about 12.45. So, like, it was going late. But
1: that's the thing about LA. It's like, you kind of, you can, you can, and I have no idea your level of success. I'm not making a judgment one way or the other. But, but like. You could be an open mic. You could be Bill Burr. You could be anything in between, but you just end up crisscrossing with a lot of insanely yeah. famous people.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when I came here first, uh, like, I started a blog because of all that crisscrossing. I was just like, geez, this is unreal. And then actually, like, I was, I used to do a weekly column for Irish Examiner and stuff, and then turned it to, like, three books. Oh, really? Yeah. I've got I mean, like I deliberately, four.
1: I, 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 I kind of didn't do any research on you just because I kind of wanted to not know. Like, I, I, I would have known it that had to, no, but I, that was like a deliberate decision. That was not, that's not like an insult to you. I just kind of like didn't want to know because I wanted to actually learn about mm. you through our conversation. But uh, that, that's like, that's a, that's a lot. So you, 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 okay. you really, you, like, I feel like you've, you've done a lot. Without really sort of like, did you deliberately not want to sort of be part of any like Irish comedy stuff?
0: Yeah, I tried to avoid them just because I I didn't want to like, I didn't want to become like, I wanted to be successful here. So I'll be like all across America. Yeah. As opposed to coming here and then going home and just be like, oh, I went from Cork, detour to LA, and now I live in Dublin.
1: But do you ever wish? that you could just do all those jokes that the Americans <laughs> wouldn't get? All the jokes that the Americans wouldn't get about Ireland or even like, have you actually done a show for Irish people living in the States?
0: Yeah, there was like some Irish week here. It was so easy. It was unreal. Like, it was like getting into a nice bat. It was like- Yeah, oh, because
1: right. I feel like it's so fun to, to just have that shared experience comedy. With with all the
0: people like footpath or fucking I got a stitch running.
1: Oh they don't like say I stitch said, here. You know, I I've been fucking in Ireland so long that I forget which is which.
0: Yeah, it's like they say cramp or like yeah. I'll be saying shit like in group chat or like press up to be like it's a push-up and i'm like i don't fucking care it's like you you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah. Small things. Well, I, got, I get it on fucking both sides you know it's so annoying it's like i spent the whole early part of
1: my the whole fucking middle adolescence being corrected by irish people and i became a, <laughs> i became a model fucking irish speaker you know like a model speaker of irish words And now I get fucking corrected back here, or people laugh at me when I say leisure or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, do you know what they laugh at me? They laugh (laughs) at me when I say trousers, like I'm a fucking butler or something. When I say trousers, and I was like, I spent 20 years saying fucking pants, and Irish people (laughs) saying, why are you talking about my underwear? And now I fucking say trousers, and now I'm a fucking posh git.
0: You must be close to having an aneurysm, because that would drive me insane,
1: dude. I, like it's I'm bad amb-
0: one side; I couldn't deal two sides. I did it twice,
1: dude. I've I've been through it both both ways. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm sure
0: you find this. I'm
1: sure you find this. I drop C bombs all the time, like casually yeah, on yeah. stage. On stage, you know. Yeah. And so, sometimes it's getting less so. Actually, people are kind of like a little bit more open to the C bomb, but. There are times where people just get a little funny, even though I'm never being like that fucking cunt. It's always just like this cunt <laughs> over here. You know what I mean? Like it's always like Irish kind of like, you I, know what I, I cunt?
0: I, I realized that I said it one time on stage and I felt the whole crowd just be like oh. So then I just turned it into a bit and I say cunt as many times as I can within the bit. I'm like, as long as you're a fun cunt, just keep on funting. That's the gist of it. And Yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah.
1: But, I, I, I yeah, because I, I, you, you kind of have to make a joke about it because it's very hard not to do it. You spend so much of your life just, like, casually using that word. You know, obviously, I wouldn't I, say it when I'm, like, meeting my girlfriend's parents. But, you know, like, yeah, yeah. when you're in a high yeah. – You just know what my joke. brother said the other day? It was really funny, actually. We were talking about uh, people complaining about saying fuck, you know? And, like, mm. both of us say fuck a lot on stage. And it's like, yeah, but when people say, like, you don't need the word fuck. And it's like, no – I'm not saying fuck to make my joke better. And then Aiden goes, I'm saying fuck because it's like my thinking word. He goes, fuck is my um.
0: Fuck is my um. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, that
1: is a great name of a show or a book. Fuck is my um. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a perfect expression.
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah, fuck is my um.
1: Fuck is my um. But it is. It, like when you're on stage sometimes, especially when you're like being loose, it's like sometimes you just need like an extra second to think. You just drop a fucking, you know, yeah. fucking, you know, like that.
0: It's an um. Do you know what that sounds like an Irish yoga book. Fuck is my own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, so actually, speaking of books, though, so quickly, what happened? You came over here and you started blogging about like bumping into celebrities and LA lifestyle. So then you wrote books for the American market?
0: Uh, well, no, because then these Irish publishers were like, uh, turn it into a book. And then would say the first one, like, Went to like number one Amazon humor and stuff. Oh, great! And then I just did another one, and then another one. But then I was like, oh, I didn't come here to write books. Writing books was kind of a fucking easy crutch because I felt productive. And I was like, oh, this is something my parents won't worry about if I got books coming out. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, I got to focus on the stand up. And is is stand up your
1: is stand up your main thing or the like acting yeah. too? I mean, I guess like in LA, you must go on
0: auditions and stuff. Oh, yeah. I stopped going. I just like, especially after living with Rob Sheen, because he's a fucking great actor. Yeah. And I'm, I'd i be in auditions, and I'm just like, oh, you should just ask my roommate. <laughs> 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 he's but good. I do think,
1: I, 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 oh, sorry, I interrupt you. Go ahead.
0: Oh, no. I, like, I did, people were like, I, I had meetings with BBC and Sky and stuff about, like, turning my books into a sitcom, Comedy Central. So that was, but like, it was always, oh, she's actually left the company. So this person is now going to look at your stuff. And they were like, oh, so I shot like a load of teasers. I had like Richard Lewis in one of them. Robbie Williams was in one. Rob Sheehan.
1: Oh, so you um, really did but, that. And you 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 shot the teasers off your own or you were actually got like a little budget from these uh, networks to give it a shot?
0: I, I did that by myself. But then they were, Comedy Central were like, oh, uh we love your stuff, but we're looking for a travel show. So I shot like a travel show pilot presentation for them and they didn't get it. It was a made up travel show. So it was me just being like making up stuff about like how the Hollywood stairs are like gravestones <laughs> for people. And I'd be like, Oh, I didn't even know Drew Barrymore was dead. No, and they, but... were like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, like, she's not dead. And I'm like, all right, this is not going to work. Yeah, but that's a pity that they didn't...
1: I would have thought maybe, like... I would have thought that that somebody would have been interested in kind of, like, up-and-coming young Irish actors in LA or something to that effect would have been a...
0: I I tried it, too, with uh, RTE, but they were... It was just too much, like, fucking bending over and stuff, and I was just like, I'll just do stand-up. It's more fulfilling.
1: Yeah, but it's tough with the auditions, too, because even I find that, it's like... You know, especially back, not as much now, but like over the years, anytime I've dipped my toe into America, they see me as like a reasonable looking comic, which is, you know, as I always say, like, you know, I know I'm a decent looking guy, but in fucking comedy, I am a fucking model. You know, it's just not, <laughs> it, there's just a lot of fucking ugly dudes in comedy. And like, you see some of these fucking, they the see some of the, the partners that comedians grab, you know? Gay straight or otherwise, you know, these fucking guys that they, they get like these incredible partners and you're like, wow, comedy really fucking adds a number or two to your rating. I'll tell you that right now.
0: It's unreal.
1: (laughs) But anyway, all joking aside, because I'm like a reasonable looking comic, like straight away, they're like, oh, you got to do auditions. And so then I'd be back here doing auditions and it's like, you spend so much time and it's like, don't get me wrong. If somebody handed me a part tomorrow, I'd be over the moon. Like I couldn't think of anything greater than like acting in something interesting or funny. But at the same time, the amount of effort and time that you have to put into these auditions, it takes away from so much other stuff.
0: yet Oh, can you do a slide? Can you record it? I'm just like, I actually got tons lightest. The amount of shit that I've canceled. Cause it's just, it's also my dumb head where I'm like, I, I don't want to do any of that. I have buddies who will do it gleefully. I know. And but like, I, think, I think, think what happens
1: is you have to have the motivation, right? Like, it's yeah, not a comp out it. if you're not that motivated. Like, I know some people, they're super motivated. Like, uh, you know, it, Avian McGinnity, you know, the actress, she was in uh, Love, Hate. And she was actually in the Cinemax show that unfortunately I think I picked up for another season. But she's such a great actor, you know? And sometimes she stays with me when she's in New York, if she's got stuff or like meetings or whatever. And like, while she's with me, she'll have a, a self-tape that she needs to do. So I'll help her do the self-tape. And like, I'll see her like, prep for like 45 minutes and fucking bang it out like effortlessly. And I'm like, this ruins my day for two days. Like this destroys my week, what you just did. But you know, yeah. I, you know, she's a professional actor and I'm a fucking every now and then audition guy. And you know, I, I never want to be like, I never want to put in the time that it took for her to, to I, do that.
0: I, I fully agree with you. Like it'll ruin my week. Even if I see an email from like the acting, whatever agent, I'm like, I just wanna I wanna email him so bad. Just drop me. Stop sending me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a funny story
1: about the you know the, the the casting agents, right? So not not the acting agents, but the casting agents, right? So one time like I don't know, it's like a decade ago, I I got asked to audition for authentic Irish or English they were looking for, right? <laughs> so I went in there with like I mean at at most A hint of an Irish accent, but like, (laughs) you know, I didn't want to be totally fake, but at the same time, like I just went in with like, I I don't even know what accent I did, but I know I just, I just kind of wanted to sound like the way I talk when I'm on the phone with Irish people and my accent just gets a bit Irish without me making a decision. It just becomes more Irish, right? So I do the audition. It went fine. I didn't get it. It was the first time I met this casting agent. So then like a decade later, maybe like eight years later, I actually get asked to audition for a pretty big role. On the new Magnum P.I., Uh, even though it's actually for the guy that was the black guy in the original Magnum P.I., you got to feel like there's definitely going to be more black guys in the current Magnum (laughs) P.I. Why the fuck are you putting me up for the black guy role when you know there's going to be more black guys in the last Magnum P.I.? So anyway, I go in (laughs) and I'm like myself, you know, and she goes, "Um, I thought you were Irish. And I was like, really? yeah, she goes, I thought you were Irish. I remember you came into me before, you were Irish. And I was like, Well, yeah, you were looking for authentic Irish people then. But like, I'm from <laughs> New York. I'm from New York, but I've lived in Ireland. I mean, I wasn't lying, but like, I'm from Queens. She was like, Really? That's so disappointing. There's so many things I would have brought you in for over the last number of years. No way, really? Yeah, but I mean, she's full of shit. But, like, you know, wh- whether that's true or not doesn't matter. She did say that, you know, she did actually say that. It was like, I was like, How many fucking angry cops from Queens could I have been between my Irish audition and my, uh, you know, uh, white guy playing a black guy audition?
0: Imagine you went you went to that audition as the Magnum dude, and you had a black face on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. no, I mean it wasn't. I can't even remember the the character's name, but the guy in the original,
0: in the original Magnum, he he,
1: he was a black. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't even know if that thing happened. That that Magnum PI. I
0: I, I had one for uh, two broke girls I think before, and they were like, they phoned me frantically. They were like, they need an Irish guy. Can you be the? be there do it I went in and I was like oh yeah they're like thank you so much for helping us out and coming in I was like I was guaranteed the role guaranteed the role authentic Irishman so I said the line it was about something like a bowl of cereal or something and they were like what was that and I was like oh yeah just. it was an easy line too And they were like, "But like, what's your accent? We thought you were Irish. And I'm like, I am Irish. And they were like, oh, right. Could you do more like Irish, Irish? (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I was like, "Uh, do it again. And they were like, could you do it like you're Irish, but from Boston? And then like Irish, but from Chicago. And eventually they just got a woman who was an American to do the role.
1: Yeah, so that they could do that, like whatever the hell – Irish accent, like even Michael Rappaport was making fun of Conor McGregor. And, uh, you know, it just, they, like, even making fun of Conor McGregor, they just go, like, ah, oh, totally to totally T. And I'm like, come on, this guy is like, this guy is like an urban fucking thing. To me, it's like, this guy sounds dangerous. I mean, he's an asshole, but he sounds yeah, yeah. dangerous. Like, I, I'm, I'm hearing like fucking work. I'm hearing like working class poverty. I'm hearing fucking poverty in his accent. And you're doing fucking Darby O'Gill and the little people, but they can't hear the difference. <laughs> they can't hear the difference. It's not their fault.
0: Yeah, they really can't, which, which I never get. But I suppose I just have to realize, that, yeah, it's maybe. I wonder what that is. That my brain is like. You should understand this, but they don't.
1: They can't. And it's not their fault because they're just not. It just takes time.
0: Is that, e- is that ego from me?
1: <laughs> I no. I you know what it is. It's um. It's an inability to comprehend because you have such exposure. But but obviously oh, yeah. well, it's also logic because. How can they be telling you, an actual Irish person, to, to Irish it up a bit? When what they're basically <laughs> yeah. saying is, they're actually saying, can you de-Irish it up? Can you, can you yeah. turn it into an accent that doesn't exist in Ireland? <laughs> so yeah. they're actually basically saying, can you be inauthentic Irish and do the accent yeah. oh, that we yeah, that all is. thought was Irish? I had the same you experience know- with, uh, I, I got asked to audition for like a couple, it was a couple of lines in Gangs of New York way back in the day. I flew to London to do – this is way before self-tapes. I flew to London, and uh, the casting agent and whoever else was, – there was two people in the room. I remember that, two women. And uh, I read the lines, and they were like, uh, you don't have to put on that accent. And I was like, no, that's my accent. And then I did it again, and they were like, can you stop doing the New York accent? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm from Queens. I was like, the accent I'm doing is my accent. So if you tell me what you want, I'll do it. But this is my voice. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you want me to do. It's called Gangs of New York, by the way. Like, are these like, like, like like it's, it's, it's a New York cop. I'm it's an, I, I understand it's the 1800s. Are you looking for an authentic New York accent in the 1800s? Like, if you just tell me what that is, I'll do it. But right now I'm just doing my fucking voice. I think they thought I was faking it.
0: I like to. The aggression in an audition is always good.
1: Yeah, well, that didn't come out there. I should have just done that. I probably would have got the part.
0: They're like, "I'm very easy to work with." You fucking cunt! Just let me do my voice. And they're like, "Jesus, okay." You actually did sound like uh, Chris Stefano. A lot of now. people say that.
1: A lot. I get a lot of people saying that I sound like an intelligent Chris Stefano, which of course <laughs> is not it's not a fair thing because he's a very intelligent guy, but he kinda like he's uh more open to playing this like ignorant white guy you know it's like, <laughs> like they had that they had that running gag that the reviewer from The Times said it was a character piece you know the the history <laughs> hyena. but uh, but there is i guess i guess there's an element of truth in that he's kind of playing up to the you know the kind of like whatever. You know, yeah, he's playing up to the sort of like, you know, outer boroughs. You know, New York right. character. But actually, if you pay attention, he's quite an astute observer of society. So it's not fair. <laughs> it's not a fair reflection. But we had very similar upbringings. He's from the outer boroughs. He went to Malloy High School. He's a Catholic high school. Like we had the, a similar upbringing, except that you know I went to Ireland. But actually, our accents are from a are from a similar. If there's, I don't know what the uh, the. The word the linguist would say, but we're from a we're from a similar classification of accent.
0: The, the same parish. He loves that I say parish. Like just when I'm promoting it, I'm like, oh, mighty night for the parish. And he's like, Am I in the parish? Yeah. Speak <laughs> of the Irish parish. And he's like, Yeah, but he's, he's thinking Brooklyn,
1: he's thinking like the Brooklyn Queens diet. So like he's thinking like you know the Brooklyn Queens Diocese. There's like so many churches. So he's thinking like, "Oh, oh you're yeah. saying like I'm from a, a, a sort of a Ten Street Strip." But of course, you're talking yeah. about the fucking the That's, town. They
0: told him it was like the area around the parish, and he's like, "Okay, am I in your parish?" Like he was dying. To- <laughs> <laughs> Just being in the parish.
1: So, so now before before we wrap up here, you know, you're like, uh like what. You know, because like people always ask me, like how how are you, how does your humor translate when you go when you go back <laughs> to the states? But like, what what have you found, it in terms of your Irish identity? What have you found works best to the Yanks? I'm only asking that because it's mostly an Irish listenership. Like, what have you oh, found yeah. about your identity that pings most for them in a comedy context, as opposed to just like an everyday life comment context?
0: Um, a lot of the jokes that work is me <clears throat> thinking, oh, this is how we do it in Ireland. And then coming here and, and I'm like, all right, they're saying the same words, but why am I at an argy? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's <funny. laughs> <And> Then <laughs> It's exactly. And then there's also the like, fucking, all right, my parents raised me to be very polite you know, don't make a fuss at this rg just eat some ham and go and it's just
1: <laughs> like like you're like you're at a funeral
0: <laughs> yeah like i'm just confused and then i'm like fuck i don't want to be kicked out of the country a lot of the time
1: so i you know obviously particularly in the early part of my comic career i i i did a lot of fish out of water stuff a lot of observation about ireland from outsider's perspective did you find yourself doing that here or did do you find that it it doesn't work as well. I have my opinions on that, but I want to hear your answer first.
0: Yeah. I, I used to to start, all right? Jim Jeffries actually told me the same recently. We were doing a show, and he was like, yeah, I try and stay away from the... Uh, Australia's like this. America's like this. And I was like, I think I did one of those jokes just now, and he goes, all right. <laughs> like, I'll still do it sometimes, but I try to stay away from it. I don't want to get, like a fucking caricature almost of myself. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I have I have mixed opinions on it because I always feel like it's always a dangerous thing when you say, I'm going to stay away from that stuff. Like, I don't disagree with Jim Jeffries, but at the same time, it's like sometimes when you do that, you do miss a cracker, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it if it doesn't feel cheap. Yeah, 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 which is cool. But I also think that, like, you know, Ireland is so... Well, I mean, homogenous is the wrong word because it sounds like an insult, but it's just, it's not as culturally diverse as America, number one, okay? And Ireland is so, like, proud of itself and it's such a unique place that, like, it's so much easier to be a fish out of water in Ireland from somewhere else than it is to be a fish out of water here. Because actually, like, a guy from fucking East LA fucking performing to a bunch of people from Hollywood has had an entirely different cultural experience <laughs> than those people. So like yeah, yeah. actually you're really a fish out of water when you fucking you drive 45 minutes with no traffic. I, I I not just in LA but like just so much of America is just it's so vast. You don't get that same sense of oh my god that's so us. Like like what's so american? You know what i mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true right about the fucking east LA or even like if you're a Redondo Beach and you come to Hollywood Already, you're like, oh, he's a surfer, dude. He's a much different attitude than us. Yeah, but like, so, you know, you
1: get these books like, uh, oh, what a complete Ashling or whatever, those girls. They did a great job, you know, like just pointing out all this Irish stuff. Obviously, some people are going to be critical that it was easy, but, you know, like... People see themselves in that they have a great laugh, right? So yeah. uh, I, 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 I have a lot of respect for them. I think they did a, a great job. And they sort of got in early on that sort of meme culture and all that. So you, I, 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 would, I wouldn't criticize one bit. I total pride, total praise to them. But I, in a way, I feel like in terms of like American culture, it's not possible. Now, you can do it with, like, typical millennial stuff, or you could take, like, a subsection of society, and then you become their representative. But I don't think it's it's as easy to do that here. And I also think that so many Americans consider themselves so different to other parts of America that some of them get insulted when you try to suggest that this is quintessentially American.
0: Oh, yeah. I I don't think you could, because, like... Jeez, what the? How the, How would you do that? You're white. You're black. Like it's yeah, all see, and there's bad. all the
1: race stuff, and it's all very complicated. And that's the thing about that's you know when I think back now, when I think back to those early years, of I mean, not just the cork accent, all that stuff. Like all that stuff was just so easy. I was just very lucky, you know. That's like, you know, lucky, lucky me. Irish people thought it was hilarious that a guy they perceived as an off the boat American could do a cork accent. Lucky me. I, I, I took, I took that for all it was worth. But you know, even just some of the other observations, like now when I think back, I go, "Wow, that was that's quite a unique scenario." I don't know how many nations in the world would have so much pride and self awareness that that stuff would be so hilarious to them.
0: You know what I I mean? Like, I I have to do a lot of self deprecating stuff because if I turn it on anyone else, they get like, "You can't mock us." Like the crowd get very, you can't mock us. And then if I say. If I, if I point out any American flaws, I have to call out that I pointed it out. <clears throat> and it's not coming from me. It's like you did it, <clears throat> if that makes sense. Like yeah. if you've got school shootings, I'm like, I'm just reporting the news back to you. In case you thought it was me saying like a conspiracy theory. Like they, the American crowd sometimes be like, oh, you can't say that. You're from Ireland. Yes. We're laughing. We like they have to laugh at me, kind of in a way, as opposed to if I mock, I have to be subtle when I mock the crowd.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I always had a little bit of pushback, but it was always like a very, very, very small minority, you know. And obviously, the trolls, the trolls and all that, but like, but, but, but the overwhelming majority was we can't get enough of you mocking, quote unquote, mocking. Oh, yeah.
0: That's why, like, if, if a girl here mocks me, I'm like, oh, Jesus, she could be the one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it's like, it, I, I actually, to be honest with you, bro, I think that's what happens. But I think that's why I'm engaged. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I met an American who had like a fucking, uh, like an Irish level sense of humor, like sarcastic, fucking take the piss. And I was like, let's get married. You're so rare.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's it. But also, you probably got lucky because I'm more like, the women here are just so hot. So if one of them mocks me, I'll think she's like uh, being Irish and like, oh, she's funny. Not realizing two months later, I'm like, oh, this, she's the biggest bitch of all. She was being serious when she was saying, look at your turkey neck. Or whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't taking the piss out of you. She was motivating you to get some surgery.
0: <laughs> I had a girl one time and she said something about Botox. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. And then, like two weeks later, she goes, I, Are you ever going to get the Botox? And I'm like, Oh, she wasn't joking. Jesus. <laughs> and then it's like, Fuck,
1: I should go home. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, this shit. Once you like, get wrinkles, you got to get out of LA,
0: bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll see a bad picture of myself. And I'm like, Ah, fuck, I have to go. I have to change my life around. Got to
1: go to New York. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. New York. I'd go to. I can't hack the humidity. I'm already sweating in L.A. Oh yeah, I'm actually sweating right now because it was
1: actually cool earlier, but it's gotten since I I, I kind of have a sweatshirt on from earlier, and you know now <laughs> 45 minutes into our conversation, I'm actually uh, I'm sweating even though I'm, I'm next to the beach right now. I'm not I'm not actually in the I'm not in the oh, city, yeah. but yeah. So I mean that's really it. There was like a gazillion things going through my head there when you were talking. But sure, we can we can chat again sometimes just because you have the. You have the opposite experience that that I had, which is which is great. Now, will you ever go back to Ireland and do some shows? Cause like you seem to do a lot of a lot of gigs, you know. So I feel like you should go back for one of the Irish comedy festivals.
0: Oh yeah, I was meant to I was actually meant to do um tour with Jack Whitehall. We were going to do like the three arena mm-hmm. in Dublin. And then my visa was up for renewal and they were like, You should probably not leave the country. <laughs> Oh man. Until you get it. Yeah, I was gonna risk it, and then I was like, fuck it, I'd hate to be stuck.
1: Now if I Back was Jack here. Whitehall, like if I was Jack Whitehall, I almost like that's like a risk getting you to open up. You know? Because <laughs> like like you never gig in Ireland. So like you're going to Ireland, you're gonna fucking you're gonna pop you, out like you fucking killer yeah. shit. And he's going oh, in yeah. there with like his he's going in there with like his fifth tour,
0: you know? Yeah, I know, yeah. We we toured a bit here we had some laugh. He's sound. Very but nice like, guy. Actually and
1: I haven't seen him in a long time, like since the Edinburgh days, but he when I used to see him, he was good crack.
0: Oh, he's some laugh. That's why I like I, I'd say I'm friends with a lot of the fuckers here because like if they were a good laugh, then we're on the same page straight away. Well
1: I, and I guess too, you get guys like Jim Jeffries, Jack Whitehall, any of these guys that Rob Sheehan. European guys or or international guys that end up in L.A., it's tough to be around the L.A. people. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You guys guys are going to find each other and then you're going to be like, wow, L.A. is pretty fucking cool and you can hang out with Europeans.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh, geez, this is all we need. If we block these other people out. then It's like... Sometimes you go for a pint with someone here and they're talking about how grateful they are, how blessed you are. And you're just like, oh, God, I prefer to be drinking on my own in the corner. (laughs) 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 Listening to your horseshit.
1: You're so cork. Like, I feel like I don't know how a cork guy can survive in L.A. because there's (laughs) such a natural cynicism, you know, Uh, (laughs) like, how do you do it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Chris, Chris wants to go on tour. He's like, we're going to Ireland. He wants to go to West Cork.
1: Oh, he's been talking. Oh, no, because he fucking watched the fucking documentary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: He's like, can we find Ian Bailey?
1: <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Ian Bailey's such a... We're not going to get into that, but...
0: I did say it to Chris, the minute I saw the bit where he says, or the guy who owned the pub was like, he used to come in here and he'd shut down the whole bar to tell a poem. I'm like, ah, he did it. (laughs) (laughs) it. (laughs) If I was in the bar and some guy was like, can we just say a poem? I'm like, that's why I left Ireland. You know, when you go to an after party and some guy's like, ah, black is the color of I'm like I can't hack this. I don't want to sing about games. <laughs> Actually,
1: <laughs> I was I in fucking. This. I was in fucking Wheelins. I was in Wheelins one night, and famous fucking people fucking started a sing song and. Like, I, 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 you can't even complain because everyone's like, wow, the, the, the famous sing song is happening. The sing song with the sing song guys that we all oh, yeah. fucking heard about, you know, and the, the legend of the Irish singer-songwriter scene is sometimes these guys start singing and they're all taking themselves so fucking seriously. And I'm like, how the fuck has this happened? We were having such a good time.
0: We were he, having uh, such a laugh. That's when I physically, mentally, I was like, I got to get out of here. Especially if you're chatting up to someone. You're just like, oh, I asked someone what's up. And you're like, oh, the debt is coming. And you have to be like, I know." I'm it's like a
1: fucking, American. I was having a
0: fucking intense. great time
1: in the fucking wheelings. The next thing I'm in fucking, in bright Eddie Rockets being like, why the fuck? These guys, they sing for a fucking living. Like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to be in like a perfectly fucking fun social situation being like, hey guys, shh. Everybody shh. shh, shh. So, I can't do you know, like it's start doing fucking comedy, you know? Like a
0: psycho, you did. <laughs> oh God.
1: I you know, I'm not name people know who I'm talking about, but you know, like, it's, yeah. like <laughs> No, don't let me. I actually love a sing song. I I am not kind of like I'm not shit oh, yeah. song, but I'm not a fan of the sing song in the pub,
0: you know? No, no. it's unless it's like an uplifting fucking Ireland just won a match. Ole, ole, ole. Like when it's on the up, it's when it's like, oh, the depressing fucking famine songs come out. And you're just like, what are we doing? I know, and some people
1: take themselves so seriously, you know?
0: Unreal. And you're like, you're a teacher.
1: (laughs) Well, that's why I used to have a joke about. I used to have a joke about, uh, you know, when when things get really rowdy at comedy shows, you know, they're always trying to like throw out hecklers. But I just start singing because even the most drunk person would be like, wished, wish, a bit of respect. (laughs) <laughs> Irish people have just been trained. They've just been trained so well to fucking get quieter in a sing song. So whenever it gets too rowdy, whenever it gets too rowdy, I'm just like, you know, twas down by the Glenside. And then it was like, wish, wish. you singing lads. Come on, bit of hush now. Come on, respect. You <laughs> well, haven't heard wish, wished. wished. <laughs> you haven't heard wished in a long time. See, this is what I'm saying, Mark. You're fucking, yeah, you ha- like, there's the whole reason I had you on the pod. I knew that you were fucking too far removed from your own people. You need to fucking reconnect, man.
0: I'd love to do a joke. Like if you're having sex and you can't focus and you're just like to the girl wish, <laughs> wish.
1: I think I've said wish to fucking Hannah when she starts fucking about <laughs> not, 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 sexually, but just like, she'll be fucking about it. Like, we well, fucking wished with you. <laughs> Fucking wished.
0: <laughs> oh my God. You know, it was funny. Like when I was younger, I started saying, Hey boss, as a joke. Like just around UCC as if I was selling gates, I'd be like, "Hey, boss!" And now I can't stop saying, "Boss!" I call everyone boss.
1: Yeah, but it's not the so, worst. That's fine.
0: Oh yeah, but I'm saying if I start going to people now, here wished, <laughs> wished. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while people are back because people will repeat a lot of what I'm saying, like like Chris with the parish. And now, if I if I'm going on wished, hey, you wished, they'll be like, yeah. I, I honestly, wished. I
1: think you should explore it on stage. You know, like I I think if people start talking, you could say wished, and then like, you know, <laughs> become like a thing, and then you can actually like do a show instead of fucking the luck of the Irish. It could be like fucking wished comedy. Oh, yeah.
0: No, it's changed now to laugh on, because I would just say booze on. I just like if people can't understand me here, I try to speak in one or two words. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I do write so many books? Because I'm like, all right, if it's in if it's on paper, they have to fucking understand it. Yeah, well, that is handy. Book. The last book I wrote, look, it's this. This book is ridiculous.
1: Malibu. Is it Malibu is burning? Now, is that like a satire or is that actually like fiction?
0: Oh, it's I'll tell you, so it's like when Malibu was on fire. Oh, yeah. I, I saw people on Instagram and they were like, um, posting like nudes saying, oh, I'm so sad about Malibu. Like, here's a picture of my ass. It was unreal. It (laughs) fucking blew my mind. Guys be like, Malibu, they're like, I lost my home, and they're putting up like LA signs while they're like topless. So I just started writing a story on Instagram. I'm like, Jesus, Malibu is burning. This is tragic. I'm so horny for you. Like, I turned it into (laughs) an erotic poem. But then women loved it. They're like, can you write more? And I was like, no. And they started sending me like money on Venmo and stuff to keep writing. Like stupid amount of money. I'll tell you after. And then like, I've never had a bigger reaction than writing these sex poems.
1: Oh, they're actually sex poems. Malibu is burning.
0: I I just call them that, but they're basically rambling erotic tales. I try to make them as dumb as I can. I'm like... You remind me of a wet Irish welly. <laughs> like stuff like that. <laughs> but they eat it up here. Like That's great. The, yeah, like Tiffany Haddish put a foreword on it. Like Robbie Williams, Rappaport gave me some intros for it. Oh, it's I, just ludicrous. Well, I see you're more accomplished than I even realized. So, yeah, I should But I it's should Typical LA,
1: typical LA. Like, I didn't Google you. I didn't even really ask. <laughs> I didn't Google or ask. You it got it out. You got it fucking on. out there. You got it out there. The very That's what happened when a cork man goes to LA. He still fucking boasts, but you don't notice that he's doing it. You know, LA people, <laughs> LA people, when they boast, it sounds like they're boasting. When a cork guy boasts, it sounds like he's unhappy with everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he sneaks it in. It's great. That's like, sometimes if I'm ordering coffee and they ask my name, let's say Mark, and they're like, Merrick. And i write, <laughs> If I ever, if I ever hear myself saying, Mark, I'll hear a cork voice in my head saying, shut up, you langer.
1: You <laughs> like, langer, bye
0: <boy. laughs> <yeah. laughs> I'm like... I'm trying to impress people that aren't even here. That I don't. I haven't sold out by. <laughs> <I wouldn't. laughs>
1: Everybody sells out now, though. I point this out all the time. I spent the whole early part of my career at a time in my career where I could have made gazillions of fucking dollars selling shit. I was like, had Bill Hicks fucking ghost in my head, like advertising, <laughs> yeah. marketing people just fucking shoot, kill yourself. No, seriously, just kill yourself. And like uh-huh. we all, re- we all respected that. And I still love Bill Hicks to this day. But at the, but now it's totally cool to fucking sell out. It's not selling out anymore. Yeah. It, now it's fucking. You're an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like in take before, right? We I go on the roll with him. He'll do bits about uh, comedy. He'll do acting. He'll do sports. He'll do fucking Real Housewives. Oh uh, yeah, fucking Hannah Word. was
1: just Hannah was just on his podcast because she does reality. Oh really?
0: TV. Yeah, he loves talking about reality TV. It's unreal, but like he's no, there's no like, oh, I can't, I, I feel like a sellout if I do this or do that. He does it. His crowd is so diverse, it's unreal. We'll be on the road and like he'll get cheers for, oh, who likes my acting? Who likes fucking Real Housewives? Yeah, he'll do 25 yeah. minutes on Real Housewives and kills.
1: I know. I mean, sometimes I, I mean, not that we're talking about Michael Rapaport, but that much, but sometimes I'm like, how do you not like crumble with anxiety? The amount of. Tension, the amount of like drama he gets into on his fucking Instagram, like whatever. I got a kick out of him going after McGregor, but like some of the other stuff, I'm like Jesus Christ. Him and his barstool sports, like I'm just like, dude, just like you don't need any of this drama. Like, like I don't get it, but he, obviously it's just like water off a duck's back to him. Fair play to him. Yeah. Like I can't. You know
0: he, he's the soundest guy ever too. When I'm on the roll with him, I'm like, ah, oh, he's the best fucker to be on the roll. With. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but what what
1: I'm impressed by is that the anxiety doesn't take him over. I mean, I could... I I, I I, try to run a mile from any of that online drama. I mean, sometimes it finds I, you, and that's fine, but I don't know how he does it, honestly.
0: Yeah, the fear. I've never heard the word anxiety in Ireland either. That's a bit I do.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is that, that 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 came... Like, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm sober since 1995, actually. All my early sobriety was in Cork. All my early being clean was in Cork. And, like, obviously... When you were, when I was at meetings back in the day, everybody was sharing about what is now known as anxiety, but we just didn't have a (laughs) fucking name for it, you know? And I actually think it probably would have been helpful if we had a fucking name for it. But like now I hear people going out about anxiety. I was like, holy shit, I got to call fucking Seamus and tell him what he's fucking (laughs) got.
0: (laughs) that's it you're like that's not anxiety. that's just the fairy rings are acting up the fairies are out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what that annoyed me i talked about it on my patreon that annoyed me about the fucking west cork doc was that they were delving into this whole fucking fairy oh she went to this place and there's dark omens oh yeah there. yeah fucking annoyed me because they just stretch out the whole thing about netflix documentaries now is like they have to stretch out what essentially would be a great one-hour doc they have to make it into three yeah. four episodes
0: yeah, I remember that when someone was like, if I'd known she was up at those runes, we wouldn't have let her go home.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> like what? Like the fairies were to blame.
1: Yeah, like the fucking Spriggins or whatever the fuck they yeah, like.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember watching it and being like, oh no, this is going to turn into Paddy Irishman fucks up. Like, I could sense it. And then they did, and then reading about it afterwards, you're just like, ah, oh, Jesus! This yeah, is I wasn't too bad. wild.
1: I wasn't wild about it, truth be told. You know, yeah. well, you know, the gate, the gate
0: disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what happened to the gate. <laughs> know, the gate is so big; it's basically a wall.
1: Yeah, it's like, and the gate disappeared. It had a lot of blood on it, but it's gone now. Like we don't know where it went.
0: <laughs> you know that dude who was like the Irish Columbo.
1: Yeah, they are the guy. Everybody's talking about him.
0: I wish I had his confidence for some. Well, he's fucking
1: basically saying it was Ian Bailey, but it's like, dude, you're not taking any responsibility for how much you guys fucked up.
0: Yeah, not a bit. I was like, they must the way he was acting, and he's like, the truth comes out in the end. Like that was his fucking final argument. Like
1: I'd say uh, Barry Roach. Barry Roach was fucking delighted, I'd say. You know, clearly it was Ian Bailey. We can't prove it, but clearly it was Ian Bailey. <laughs> he, was an, he was an Echo guy originally, right? Or is he always writing for the Irish Times?
0: He, yeah, I, I I would believe he was an Echo dude. I think so, but
1: don't, you know, I like him, by the way. I'm not criticizing him, but I just uh, thought it was interesting that Barry Roach was like one of the main talking heads in a Netflix stock. The whole thing was wild just in the familiarity of it, like, because you're so used to watching these Netflix stocks and then it's like fucking, you know... Well, you know, there's a there's a darker energy over there, like you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, was it. it was all like uh, the spiritual side. The fact, too, one guy said, I think it was him, that he said, "I got into my Ford Fiesta."
1: Oh man, and when I, he said, "When he said I got into my Ford Fiesta," I fucking, I nearly hit the floor laughing. Like,
0: yeah, because in America, if you drove a Ford Fiesta, you would almost say you took the bus. Out of shame, <laughs> like, in LA, you can't. You'd have to be like, "Is it a brand new car? Was it expensive?" For great, Ford, great
1: car, man. <laughs> it's like the car of the people, the Ford Fiesta in the nineties. You know, it's gone now. I think the Fiesta's gone. Maybe it's maybe it's not. I don't know. But that's the last thing I'll say about that because we're having a very unserious conversation about a very serious thing. It's very sad, really. And there's a ton oh, of yeah. exploitation. I don't think it's fair on anybody the amount of fucking the amount of mileage they've gotten out of that in terms of content.
0: but Yeah, I, I can sidestep. I remember I used to, like, with UCC, the head of Ford Ireland used to be um, our manager on one of the teams, and he loved me. For, so for some reason, he would give me a new, brand new Ford every week. For really? Free. Yeah, and he'd just say, when it, like, when it runs out of petrol, bring it back, I'll give you a new one. So like I'd have these big, huge Fords. So then I came to America and I had to buy a car. And I remember saying to people like, "I am going to buy a Ford," and it was like I was advertising that I was poor. Yeah, like you like
1: me. like you're just embracing mediocrity.
0: <laughs> yeah. They were like, "No, this is America. You should oh, aim you, for higher." were the
1: you were the first influencer, man. You're the <laughs> original influencer getting your free cars. No, the thing I was going to say about the documentary that was so depressing was how old 1996 looked. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. I remember looking at it being like, wait, I remember this. This feels exactly. like 60- N-
1: not only do I remember that. I mean, I was fucking 21. I, I was 21 in Cork that summer, man. Oh uh, yeah. Well, just, I was, yeah. I remember yeah, that, Christmas, I was I should, it. that Christmas. I should say it was actually my first Christmas I ever stayed in Ireland and I was in Cork and, uh, I remember the murder and everything, but I just felt like an adult. I was a proper adult. <laughs> and funny. as a proper adult, it just looks ancient.
0: Yeah, so, so fucking old. You also almost made yourself a suspect if you kept talking.
1: Oh, I tr- everybody's been making that joke. Like, where were you? And we used to go down there all the time. We used to go down to fucking Castel Bear. And anyway, whatever. Listen, I've kept you way longer than I thought. It's great chat. Do you uh, send-, send some Irish people your way? What's your Instagram?
0: Uh the Instagram's at the Marques. And, and then do you do you still Twitter. care
1: about your books?
0: Oh yeah, books random, random or Freedom. and then Malibu is burning.
1: Good for you, man. And what's your Twitter?
0: Uh trickadoo. T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U. Wow. That's that's like a, a you see soccer nickname that I should have changed.
1: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say your fucking your marketing team isn't happy about that decision. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, <I> know, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, Mark Hayes. Trickadoo. Uh, sure, we'll see you when I'm in LA. I'm going to be in LA in the autumn, so I'll, I'll look you up then. Oh yeah. So thanks, guys. Thanks to Mark. I hope you enjoyed the app. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this pandemic season of the podcast, which is now you know, getting close to a year and a half, which we weren't expecting. Um I'm gonna use the next six weeks to really figure out exactly what the we want the podcast to be. Uh so that I can come back with a with like a like a focus and an agenda. Because I, I I I've I've found my way and lost my way numerous times over the last year and a half, but I, I, I want something a bit more sustainable long term. Um so uh, I hope that's okay. I'd rather just let you guys know uh, and uh, come back with, the, you know, like a kind of a, a new motivation, a new hunger for uh, whatever the, the pod is, is to become. So uh, until then, I'll say goodbye. Um, and any feedback or ideas of what you would like to continue or some new stuff, do hit me up at Des Bishop in the DMs. I'm actually desbishop5 on TikTok. I've been doing a few TikToks lately, so if you want to head over there, I'm going to put up some video clips. Um, and uh, yes, that is it. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.